Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Next Generation Saints. I'm your host, Nick Coons. So today we're actually going to be talking to three different pastors. Um, one's more of a reverend, and we're going to be talking about Islam and about the Christian faith and how Islam and Christianity are two different things, but also about what the Quran teaches about who Jesus Christ is versus what the Bible teaches about who Jesus Christ is. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce these. These two gentlemen are actually from Ministries to Muslims, Pastor George Saeed and Pastor Eddie Guerrero. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. And also from Zion's, Zionsbanner.org ministry is Reverend Jeff Cran. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce these gentlemen. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Thank, Thank you for having us. Thank you. So I really actually found it very interesting we're going to be talking about this today because there's a lot of talk right now, not only in our society and politics, but just overall on like social media about what is Islam? A lot of people have misconceptions about it, who Jesus Christ is to Islam, and other Muslims seem to have no idea really what Islam and Christianity are all about. So can you guys go ahead and fill in a little bit like, why do you guys do your ministry? Uh, our, my ministry is called uh, Ministry to Muslims, and uh, the reason we call it Ministry to Muslims uh, as a network uh, that we're trying to encourage people to reach out to Muslims. Uh, it's a common ground place that we meet with individuals, with churches that have a heart for Muslims. And we're trying to challenge the body of Christ in reaching out to Muslims with the gospel because God brought millions of people to this country here where we can reach out to them with the gospel message. And also uh, we recognize there's fear in the body of Christ of reaching Muslims. And we're trying to help them to overcome that fear, not just equipping them, and training them but also we take them out there at the mosques the Arabic festivals or different festivals uh, to meet Muslims in their first outreach and we can come alongside of them and help them to overcome that fear uh, and it's just awesome to see that uh, people will be so scared of reaching out to them once they start meeting them face to face and I believe no matter how much you learn still you can have that fear unless if you start meeting them and start talking to them and recognize they are wonderful people and they need the love of Christ and they need the work of Christ that what he done for them on the cross. Absolutely. I've seen a lot of Christians have that very same difficulty of even knowing what Islam is all about and to be able to reach Muslims and preach the word of God to them or even having the courage enough to be able to speak to anyone, especially in a, such a so, uh, social and political climate where you know, you say something against Islam and it's considered Islamophobic. So it's good to know that there are Christians like yourself and your ministry that's out there trying to reach out like that. Um, so also for our listeners, I want to make sure you guys know we are not doing this to attack Islam or to hate any Muslims. We're here to actually love them, to share the good news of Jesus Christ with them so they can be forgiven and have eternal life. And to explain to them what they may not understand about what the Quran teaches and who Jesus Christ actually is. So, do you guys want to go ahead and we'll go on the first topic? Sure. All right. So, the first topic um, that I'm aware of that we're going to be covering is Jesus of the Bible and the Jesus of the Quran. So, what do you guys know about the Jesus of the Quran versus the Jesus of the Bible? Well, um, one of the things that I've noticed um, going out with George to the mosques and everything, there seems to be this broad spectrum of belief <coughs> of who he is, but the to whittle it down, most of the Muslims will tell you, well, he was just a prophet, that he was just a man. And they take offense to the fact that 
Uh, I was speaking to a gentleman the other day that he didn't like the fact that God could come to earth, be a man, in a man's form, and have a bowel movement. He he thought that was very um, disheartening to his faith because you know, God doesn't have bowel movements. Um, and That's interesting. He, he didn't like that fact, and um, and I said. You know, I, I brought up to the fact, well, is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything impossible? And he said, no. And I said, so why is it impossible for God to become a man? And he really didn't have an answer. Uh, because when you look at it from the standpoint of God, Jesus in the Bible, or, or what we believe and espouse to them is that, you know, we have this relational God who loves them and that wants to have that relationship with them and that he's looking at it from a standpoint of, you know, having a bowel movement when you should look back at a bigger picture of God and not try to whittle it down to, to semantics, so, in, so to speak, and that we have to get them to look at it from a different perspective okay. other than just what they've been taught to really think at it from a... You know, we, can, we can speak to that as we go along, but the God of the Bible and Jesus of the Bible is diametrically opposed to Jesus in the, in the Quran, and I don't like using, like, Many people want to talk of Isa or the Injil. I, I don't use those terms. I, I will use Jesus and I will use the Bible or the Gospels when mm -hmm. I speak to them. And that's how we have to speak to them and, and show that there is a, a difference there. Because I've even met some very uh, liberal Muslims that say, well, we worship the same God and that we, we welcome you to come and dialogue with us. And I was like, well, no. Uh, it's totally different, and yes, we will talk to you about it. So I've actually had those kind of conversations with Muslims where they'll say, well, Allah and Yahweh are in the same exact God. And I, and it kind of breaks down, and I find that also in a little bit in Christian circles where lack of studying the Quran or lack of studying the Bible, you can easily draw that conclusion. But when you actually intellectually study the Gospel or study the Quran or the um, you know those holy books of Islam, mm -hmm. then you'd have two diametrically di Metrically opposed viewpoints, and I think you're absolutely right about that. I think it's, it's kind of it may be interesting for viewers to hearing this, especially with me, is that you, the argument would come down to a bowel movement. Right. That <clears throat> how can God have a bowel movement? You know, it's it's almost like it's foreign to the years here. That I going, why would that even matter? That if he has to have a bowel movement, it's God. It, I think that's the least of his concerns. Right. You know, than having one of those. Yeah, in, in Islam, they are really uh, into, because the Quran uh, mm -hmm. re really emphasize the out appearance and the cleansing and uh, washing yourself. And uh, uh, like, for example, the, uh, they believe that when someone die, he would, that individual would be suffering in the grave until the day of judgment. Uh, not like Christianity, we do believe that the moment we die, we are with the presence of the Lord. But in Islam, you stay in that grave, and the most su most suffering you will receive in that grave, based on how clean you were when you were using the bathroom, how you peed, and how you went to bathroom. That that's uh, very big in Islam, and that's why they think when we say Jesus is a man, and he's God, then Jesus went to the bathroom. That's like oh, Allah is very holy; he cannot be touching. Uh, uh, dirt and stuff like that but uh, in the same time when you go to the spiritual side of things uh, we do believe that God is holy and that's mm -hmm. why we believe that God is fair and just and his laws have to someone have to take that punishment God cannot just forgive and ignore his 
holiness and his laws that one sin should be judged will be judged for in islam they don't have solution for that that who will take that punishment in order for god to be uh, merciful and show his mercy to the muslims he must ignore his justice and if God become justice, uh, just with mm-hmm. Christian and Jews and throw them in hell, he must ignore his mercy. That he cannot, he cannot do the two mercy and justice together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's only our God because He's a triune God, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They can absolutely, completely that they can do that. They, uh, our God can be just, and He can be merciful at the same time. Uh, but regarding. Allah being the God of Islam, uh, not so much the term because in my Arabic Christian Bible, we use the word Allah, but our Allah absolutely is not the Allah of Islam. Allah is just a generic term for God, but when you see the God of Islam, his character, and you see the character of the God of the Bible is absolutely different. Uh, God, I, I, I do believe from all my heart that if any Christians trying to say that we worship the same God, he is that individual is insulting the God of the Bible. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go to chapter three, verse fifty-four in the Quran, it says Allah, the best of all deceivers. Not just chapter three, verse fifty-four, but also chapter eight, verse thirty, and chapter uh, seven, verse ninety-nine, referring to Allah to be the best of all deceivers. That's not the God of the Bible. Yeah, I was going to say right when you said that about um, Allah being the best of all deceivers, it sounds more like a satanic area because. We know that Satan comes to kill, uh, steal, yeah, and yeah, destroy. In chapter 10 of Gospel of John. But also the Bible says the father of lies is Satan, the God of this world that blind. Uh, when I'm saying this, I'm not trying to hurt Muslim feelings, but that's what the Quran says, Allah right. the best of all deceivers. But when we see this is linked to the G- Jesus crucifixion, they believe the Jews came to deceive, to kill Jesus, but Allah deceived them by taking Jesus and putting someone else. They would say, oh, he was trying to deceive the bad people for the good purpose. But the problem is, today, every Christian in the world believes that Jesus died. Why? If, if that theory is correct, that Allah deceived people by taking Jesus and putting someone else, Allah is deceived not just the Jews. He deceived the best followers of Jesus as a result, because of uh, what we're seeing around us today, all the Christians in the world believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead. Which would also bring up an idea, if if Allah is the best of all deceivers and he's deceiving uh, Christians and, and all them by taking Jesus off the cross and putting somebody else there, well then, how can we ultimately trust him in our areas of salvation? Uh, because, you know, how th- then that would beg the whole question of, when you die, how do you know that God, that Allah has not deceived you into thinking that, your works are going to get you into heaven. How do you know you're not being deceived right now and believing the Quran is the and word of God? Just, just to document <coughs> what he's saying here, uh, in Islam, only 10 individuals were promised paradise. The first four successors and six others. The first successor, he's the first voluntarily becoming a Muslim. He's the father-in-law of Muhammad, Aisha, his daughter, the one, the youngest wife of Muhammad. Uh, he, when he was dying, he was so scared, even though he was promised paradise. They ask him, why are you scared? You've been promised paradise. He said, if one of my feet in in heaven, one out of heaven, I will not trust the deception of Allah. He could not trust Allah's deception. The second successor, he was also promised paradise, but he said this, he said, I wish if I was a piece of wood and burn and done with. He doesn't, it doesn't sound like someone that trusted that promise that he will enter paradise. But let's go back to our topic, which is the Jesus of the Bible and the Jesus of the Quran. 
uh, many, many Muslims uh, saying that uh, we love Jesus more than you. We believe in the Jesus uh, of the Bible. And oh, some uh, Christians came with me as we're doing an outreach in front of a mosque one time. And this lady, she asked Muslims and they told her, oh, we love Jesus. And and you believe in him? Yes, we believe in him. And she came to me and said, why we are we reaching out to them? They're already believers. They know Jesus. But the question is, is he the same Jesus of the Bible? Mm. Uh, and I would like just to review some uh, similarities and some differences between the two. Be for example, both religion teaches that Jesus was born of a virgin in the Quran. In chapter 19, verse 20, it talks about that, uh, that Mary was a virgin. And we see in Isaiah 7, 14, even 700, 800 years before Jesus was born, uh, that Prophet Isaiah was talking about Jesus being, what other passages to talk about Jesus uh, in the book of Isaiah and being God then? 9-7, uh, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, Almighty God. Um, yeah, I don't have the exact verse up, but you have clear reference of deity. In, I was going to say right there when you said about that Almighty God, that just that one usage of that uh, phrase. With Islam, then they can't really intellectually hold down the argument that he was only a prophet. Yes. Because if he was called, if if Islam holds down to the the belief that the uh, Torah and the Tanakh are actually the Word of God, then they have to dismiss the whole idea that Isaiah called him. You know, um, everlasting God, because now they now that contradicts what the Quran says. It becomes uh, you have to intellectually really be consistent. You're either going to believe what the Old Testament said, or you're going to believe what the Quran said, because one's saying he's not God, the other one's calling him God. So now I have to do let you know that that Muslims will make a claim that our Bible is corrupted. And mm -hmm. so that becomes the way around that sometimes. If I'm talking to Muslims, I've done Moscow outreach with George, and, and you know one of their attributions would be that the Jews corrupted the Old Testament and the and Christians corrupted, corrupted the, the new. new. And so our Quran is the correction for the corruption in your Bible. Uh, the problem I have with that is that the, the text of Isaiah mm -hmm. uh, exists as the Masoretic text, which was finalized between 6 and 800. But prior to that, there were clearly texts around. You have the Dead Sea Scrolls, which I've read from in Israel without the vowel pointings. Uh, they match perfectly. You have the Taganim, which are Aramaic paraphrases that were used in the synagogue in Jesus' day. They match the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, the Vulgate, the Subtuagint. And so when you start lining up these different sources of Isaiah, what you find is there's, there's perfect correspondence. Yeah, um, we see there's a difference mm -hmm. also, but... Uh, if we go to the similarities only that Jesus was born of a virgin, that mm -hmm. we both believe in that. But always, I just want one thing that always when I refer to Old Testament, I always emphasize how long ago that was talking about Jesus. And that's really very powerful to use with Muslims. But also, they believed he was conceived by the Holy Spirit in chapter 21, verse 91. Uh, it looks like similarity, but when you go in depth, uh, some Muslims believe that the Holy Spirit is angel gabriel then it make it a big difference between the two oh, uh, if, okay. if we go to that but i realize here uh if you realize i said uh, uh muslims some muslims believe that but that's not necessarily what the quran teaches a lot of time there's a difference what, between what the quran teach and what muslims believe mm -hmm. uh, th that's very important to not assume that muslims believe necessarily what the quran teach
that also the Quran and the Bible in chapter 19 verse 30 in the Quran it talk about Jesus being a prophet the Bible in Luke 24 verse 19 and John uh, 6 14 and others it, it also shows that Jesus being a prophet uh, Jesus being the Word of God and that's very very powerful that Islam teaches in chapter 4 verse 171 that Jesus is the Word of God uh, and th that's really powerful because God's Word have to be eternal according to the Islamic teaching that the Quran is the Word of God and the God's Word is eternal mm -hmm. you cannot say that the Quran being created because this is God's words and God is divine uh, you can you can do comparison between the Quran and and Jesus like uh, the Word of God the Quran enter our world as a book uh, 1400 years ago but Jesus the Word of God enter our world as uh, as a man uh, 2000 years ago uh, now also the Quran teaches that Jesus is the Messiah and I don't believe that Muhammad had any clue what the Messiah meant uh, if he knew he would not call Jesus the Messiah and that's in chapter 4 verse 171 uh, when you hear the Messiah as a Messianic Jewish or as a Jewish background what, what do you think about what what references that you come to in mind in the Old Testament uh, well, I would think about um, well, I would think about the Isaiah passages just because they're they're often quoted, they're often around. Except that fifty three isn't read. Um, I didn't grow up ever hearing Isaiah fifty three until before I became a believer. But that's a whole other story. Um, but I would think about certain promises to David, an eventual everlasting kingdom. I might think about Daniel. It, 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 is that Messiah? Is it just a human? Just a prophet? Or more than just a prophet? Well. Given what I understand now, it would be more than human, obviously. It would be God. Uh, just understand that I grew up with a view, much like the Muslims, that, that Jesus would be a, a king prophet, a David type of figure. But that's mistaken. That's mistaken because the priesthood of Messiah is talked about extensively in the Old Testament. Not just in Isaiah 53, uh, but Psalm 110 verse 4, which is quoted extensively in the New Testament. That God has sworn that the Messiah will be a priest like Melchizedek, of the order of Melchizedek. Uh, so there's priesthood connected, but that's been downplayed in the background I grew up with. So it's there, it just isn't talked about much. But also the Quran referred to Jesus being sinless in chapter 19, verse 19. Mary, uh, the angel giving Mary the good news that she's going to have a son. He called Jesus a sinless son. And we see that also in uh, Second uh, Corinthians chapter five verse twenty one also talks about that. There's a lot of similarities, and also this this is the one very unique about Jesus that uh, he is the only one that uh, Islam teaches that he is with God right now. Uh, that when God said, "Oh Jesus, I will make you the I will make thee die and take you up to me," that's in chapter three verse fifty five. That the only one. Uh, with God right now is Jesus. There's no Muslim can say about anyone else with documentation from their sources that he is with God except Jesus. But you need to realize when I'm saying how this, how important this verse is by, you would know that how important it is when you recognize that according to Islam, Allah was not in the garden with Adam and Eve. Like when you look at this, Genesis 3, uh, the same story is there, but Allah was not in the garden. And also Allah cannot enter our world. 
and Allah is not going to be in the day of judgment in heaven he is not in heaven he's not in the place where prophets and everybody going but wherever God is Jesus is the same according to Islam and that's really powerful um, but also that Jesus coming back to judge the world uh, that's according to chapter 3 uh, chapter 43 verse 61 it says it, it calls Jesus being the uh, the sign of the hour or the miracle of the day of judgment but according to Ibn Kathir the best commentator of the Quran it says Muhammad said their prophet said uh, Jesus being the sign of the hour it means that he gonna come back in the day of judgment as a good ruler fair ruler and just judge that gonna come and judge the world all these things are really powerful but when you talk to Muslims Eddie what they saying about Jesus who Jesus is well, again, you know, they're going to um, make him just a, a regular man who was, you know, born like we were, and he was just a prophet, and he spoke, he, he was a Muslim himself, he spoke from his birth. Um, teaching Islam. Teaching Islam. And so every one of us are Muslim in a sense, or all the followers of Jesus were, were Muslim, and that, uh, as you were stating earlier about, you know, when... Allah was the greatest of deceivers in that it only appeared that he was crucified. But I mean, you know, when you're standing out in front of a mosque and people are coming out and um, you find people that are willing to take those couple of minutes to come by and talk with you and you ask them, say, you know, what do you believe about Jesus? And they'll come and you'll, you'll hear again a, a myriad of answers. But then you ask them, what is the, like, like George was saying, what does the Quran teach? You know, what, what how are you to view him? And it's like, well, you know, first of all, you know, he's not, he's not the son of God. God, God doesn't have any, any children. Um, he's not relational. Um, he does, uh, the Quran doesn't speak of him loving. And they take offense to it when, when you come up and say, well, I'm a child of God. Well, no, no, you're not. You're just his creation. And a lot of the times when you try to bring, again, uh, as Reverend Jeff said here, you know, that, that they see it as just a, a way of making a man into something that he isn't. They I take offense to it. And the reason they do that, because what the Quran teaches, uh, for example, in chapter 5, verse 75, it says that Jesus is not more than a prophet. Him and his mom, they used to eat food. He just does like anyone else. How can you say he is just a prophet? And if you go to Isaiah 9, 6, you see that he is... Uh, all the names that being called uh, it, it, Jesus is not just a man according to the word of God he is, he is right. absolutely he is God and now if Jesus not more than a prophet he is not good enough to die for our sins if he's no. just a prophet he's not good enough to die for our sins and that attacks the heart of Christianity yes. and I, I, I see it this way um, when the Quran attacking Jesus deity uh, it's just giving me evidence that during the time of Muhammad people Christians still believe the same message We believe in today that Jesus is God and that's what Muhammad heard from them. But the second thing If Jesus was not God, there was no need if there's no one worship Jesus as God There was no need for Muhammad to come and say he's not God uh, Islam absolutely is the reason that Islam revealed or the Quran was revealed is to attack uh, our uh, Lord and Savior Jesus but also Islam attack in chapter 3 verse 59 that uh, that God Jesus was created just like Adam 
from from dust he is not the creator he's a created uh, just god created him from dust like adam there's no difference between him and adam but we see in colossians uh, chapter 1 verse 16 and 17 it says what every him all the fullness well i'm thinking of in him all the fullness of deity dwells but you're probably thinking that all things were created, created by, by him. him yeah and for him and for him and he sustained everything so it sounds like islam is almost having like two different perspectives here you have what the quran is saying which you're talking about george and where it's saying about who jesus uh pretty much is agreeing a large consent yeah. with the gospel however there are certain areas that you're talking about that do contradict what Jesus is. So it's making contradictory statements to itself because it's making a true statement but, of what... But mm -hmm. it attacks the most important things about Jesus being God, being the creator, being the son of God. That's right. the most attacked in the Quran about Jesus is being the son of God in chapter 9, verse 30. And as many, many other verses, it attacks the idea that Jesus is the son of God. Also attacked the crucifixion of Jesus, which is essential to us uh, according... Uh, to Paul, I believe uh, he said, "What if Jesus did not rise from the dead? Our faith is, is in, in vain. vain. And if Jesus was never crucified, never died, how can he rise from the dead?" Islam attacks really the essential teaching of the Bible. Well, here's one thing that kind of came up in my head where you're telling me about all this, and I think one thing that our, our viewers can listen to is you pointed out earlier in the Quran it says that Allah is the greatest of all deceivers. So. Hearing about how Jesus Christ isn't the Son of God, is not the Messiah, did not die on the cross, how do you know, if you believe in Allah as a Muslim, how do you know that Allah is not deceiving you right now? And that Jesus Christ did die on the cross, he is the Son of God, that he is the Messiah, and he's everything the Christians are claiming, because if Allah is the greatest of all deceivers, how do we know that he, that all these claims about Jesus are just one big deception that he is creating? Especially that, uh, according to the Quran, that Jesus was sent to guide mankind to heaven. But what we see the out result of him taking Jesus and putting someone else on that cross, he led people straight to hell because now the entire faith that built based on Jesus coming to this world, Christianity, is all teaching the wrong thing that Jesus died at the cross. And, 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 and think about it, 600 years until Muhammad came, mm -hmm. the, the best disciples of Jesus they taught what they saw in their own eyes, that Jesus died on that cross. They laid their life and died for that mm -hmm. message uh, because what they saw in their own eyes. Uh, until 600 years later, Muhammad comes and say, oh, it was a lie. Allah lied to you. Allah, Muhammad exposing Allah's lie. It, it just doesn't make any sense. But now when it go back, who is the Jesus of the Quran? Uh, all these great things we mention about him, I don't use it to prove Jesus' deity because I don't want to give the Quran credibility. But what I use it with, uh, how I use it is to put all these good things about Jesus and with side by side with the one verse that says that Jesus is not more than a prophet. Mm -hmm. To point to the fact that the picture of Jesus in the Quran filled with contradictions and it's not clear, then I will take them to the Word of God to show them why Jesus, and I would like to ask, uh, Jeff here, Pastor Jeff, uh, why Jesus is the Word of God? Why Jesus is the Messiah? Why Jesus is without sin? Why Jesus is going to come back and judge the world? Why? Well, simply because he is not merely a man, uh, because he is God, because he indeed, as Revelation tells us, uh, is worthy to have the title deed to the universe, to open that title deed and to have the authority that he has and, and by the way, if Jesus is not God, t saying to a bunch of guys 
All authority in heaven and earth is given unto me. Uh, there's no way that any man can claim uh, total authority in heaven and earth, which is essentially saying you're the sovereign of the universe uh, if he's not God, uh, especially to the audience he was saying it to. Yeah. Why didn't point. the disciples just pick up and leave with a statement like that? Uh, and so, I mean, yeah, if you heard anyone else, like some of the random guy say that, you'd think he was, you know, he needs to go to the, you know, mental health asylum because, you know, there's something, the elevator isn't going to the top. I love the quote by C.S. Lewis where he says that essentially uh, if Jesus made the statements he made, he would either have to be a lunatic on the level of someone who thought he was a hard-boiled egg uh, or <laughs> the worst liar or something worse than that, almost demonic, or he would have to be Lord. But he doesn't give you the option of, of simply thinking. So, you know, the Jesus of the Bible is, is the one who is deity come in the flesh, who has provided redemption and will return, and is certainly not just a man. Now, then, who is the Jesus of the Quran? Because there's only one Jesus was born of a virgin. There's only one Jesus is uh, conceived by the Holy Spirit. There's only one Jesus is the Word of God. There's only one Jesus coming back to judge the world. Then who is the Jesus of the Quran? I believe the Jesus of the Quran is a counterfeit of the Jesus of the Bible. Uh, the Jesus of the Quran was created for the purpose of distracting the Muslims and the people from the Jesus of the Bible. My friend... Uh, if, if you give $100, fake $100 to someone in my country, Sudan, for example, they will never know it's fake money. They will never know it's counterfeit money until they see, until you give them the real $100 and they put it side by side to compare the two. That's what we wanted to do. That's why we wanted to give the Muslims the real Jesus. Because by them just thinking uh, that they have Jesus, and they, they, don't, they will never realize that the Jesus of the Quran is a counterfeit until they, re, they see side by side comparing him with the Jesus of the Bible. And that's my desire to see them coming to know Jesus fully as who he is, why he is the word of God, why he is coming back and judge, to judge the world, as uh, Pastor uh, or Reverend uh, Jeff said now. Uh, I, I really make encouragement to you that to, to share about the Jesus of the Bible with the Muslim friends and neighbors and co-workers. This way that we know who really Jesus is. That's a really good point. So right now, uh, this is going to be one of the parts that we're going to be going on to the next topic. Um, but I wanted to end this one particular podcast on this. If you're a Muslim or you know Muslims and this podcast has really come to you and probably convicted you if you're a Muslim or has really inspired you as a Christian, we encourage you to go out and proclaim the gospel to them and, and show them that the Allah is just a counterfeit and that the Jesus of the Quran is a counterfeit to the real Jesus who can truly save them and set them free and get them into heaven. So if you have any questions or anything of that nature, um, please go to my YouTube podcast. This is Next Generation Saints. So until next time, may God richly bless you, my dearly beloved.